0: Alright, so let's paint the scene here. The project is the new Center of Belvedere Senior Center and Hospital Clinic in Charlottesville, Virginia. A 48,000 square foot building that our team finished up in April of 2020, but a big part of this project was creating an inviting outdoor area complete with walking paths and a lawn space for entertaining. One problem our team ran into was a significant amount of invasive vegetation outside of the new structure. So who you gonna call? Yeah. You can cue the classic Ray Parker Jr. song from those two iconic 80s movies of the same name, only instead of ghosts, this scope of work involved goats. And I don't think they drove up to the job site in the Octo-1.
1: Utilizing goats to clear vegetation on a steep hillside to save on manpower and ensure safety. We've done that. Watching a world-renowned architect crumble up a piece of paper and tell you that's how they want their building to be designed. We've been there too. Ever envision a bricklaying robot or material lift unit assisting laborers with the building? No, it's not something out of the Terminator. We've done that on our projects. Every project has a great story. With over 2,000 team members and more than 97 years of experience in the construction industry, we at Barton Mallow have more than a few to tell that don't fit the usual industry coverage. I'm Eric Fish. And I'm Rob Riley. And we're both Barton Mallow team members and the hosts of this podcast. We're going to be bringing you the untold stories from the job site the weird, the wild, and the unconventional paths to success. It's construction, but it's said differently.
0: Welcome to episode one of Said Differently, a Bart Mallow podcast, and today we're going to be talking about goats.
1: Wait, goats? Yes, goats. But no, we're not taking you on a live adventure down to Old McDonald's Farm. We'll be discussing the value of using goats for land clearing purposes, specifically as it pertains to construction sites, and even more specifically as it went down on one of our Virginia projects about two years ago. In September 2019, we called in the Goat Busters. And we watched in Oz about 50 goats cleared out various invasive plant species over the course of a week. You've heard infotainment, but consider this agritainment. Get it? Agriculture and entertainment? At least that's how our first guest describes it. Goats and construction may
0: not necessarily be synonymous with each other, but we know from firsthand experience that these animals can be incredibly useful for land clearing purposes. And not just when it comes to consuming vegetation, but working the soil as well. On this note, we're excited to welcome our first guest on this episode of Said Differently. He's the man behind the Goatbusters, Jace Goodling. Jace, thanks for being with us today.
2: Happy to take a break, believe me. Awesome, awesome, man. If you could
0: start out, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Jace, and how the the business of the Goatbusters got started.
2: All right. I am a, a native of central Virginia, grew up on an apple orchard. Uh, near North Garden. Graduated from Washington and Lee University with a very useful history degree. And after working through several jobs, ended up in the construction field as a project manager for a high-end custom home builder and did that for about eight years and then went out on my own, got my class A license and became a general contractor. When the recession of 08 hit, i went from about three to four million dollars in custom home construction a year to uh sitting at home couldn't find a screen porch to uh repair so i had been raising kiko goats uh which was a fairly rare new zealand meat breed at the time uh, since about since the late 90s and since i was the only one in virginia I had a pretty captive market for breeding stock and was able to sell young goats for pretty good money. In 08, I had a field full of not good enough to sell for breeding stock goats and, uh, no work and decided to, um, put them to work. I copied a lady, Dr. Ann Pashel. actually was the original importer of the Kiko breed, uh, from New Zealand. And she had used her herd in California for wildfire prevention, clearing brush and preventing wildfires with the thought being no fuel, no fire. Mm -hmm. And I had checked out her website and saw photos of, aerial photos of massive areas of black charred land where the wildfires had gone through. And then there'd be one little pristine green postage stamp in the middle where the goats had been. And you can see right where the fire came right up to the edge of it and ran out of stuff to burn. Uh, and I thought, well, there's, a, there's another niche. So I uh, decided to put my goats to work and the timing worked out great uh, with the public awareness of environmental issues, the growing uh, concern about toxicities and uh, cancer causing agents in Roundup and things like that. Plus being around an academic community like UVA Uh, with progressive thinkers really helped and the business took off and it's uh, uh, we're now well into our 13th year.
0: What are some of the reactions you get from people when you pull up to a job and unload a bunch of goats from your trailer?
1: Are we talking like phones out filming kind of excitement?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. The arrival of the goats to a job, there's an intrigue that exists. So everybody's curious about what's going to happen and then we come in, we usually set up the job, set up the fencing the day before the goats arrive, um, just to make sure that we're ready, everything's set when we arrive with the goats. And then when we arrive, it's a big deal. It's uh, We call it the running of the goats. We set up a shoot from our trailer to wherever the targeted area is. And um, when we turn them loose, there is a cheering crowd of folks with cameras out recording and um, just having a good old time as the goats run off the trailer and get to work
0: that's
1: awesome that's yeah, yeah that's I would love to see that someday. Next project that you work on with us we're we're there
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can we can make that happen it's uh, uh I think I mentioned um, before we are uh, we are pioneering the field of agritainment. I figure if the uh, state of Virginia can promote agritourism, uh, we can pioneer agritainment, and certainly the goats define that.
1: So, um, so take us back just, just for a moment to, to, I think it was September of 2019, when these goats showed up on, on the Center at Belvedere project. Um, what do you remember specifically about that job?
2: That job was by far the biggest and thickest infestation of Japanese knotweed we had ever seen. It was several acres of uh nothing but thick as hair on a dog's back japanese knotweed the goats had uh had seen japanese knotweed on a very limited basis just a little little sprig here and a little sprig there on a couple of jobs but no real exposure to it like this one of the things that we have to be aware of, slash cautious of when we go on a job, if it is a monoculture job primarily, meaning that the vegetation in the targeted area is almost all one species, there's a risk of the goats getting tired of it really quickly and not attacking it and cleaning it down um, really well. Uh, they end up walking a lot of it down, which requires us to come back after they leave and and uh, finish knocking it down manually. So I was quite apprehensive going into it. We sectioned it off, uh, I believe, into three sub areas and um, put the goats in the first one. I thought they would probably, with a little luck be done in three days. I I thought that the whole job would be just over a week. I came back the next day to check them, uh, check the fence and everything, uh, thinking that, you know, hoping that they'd made a good start. And when I arrived, I was absolutely astounded to find they had obliterated the entire first section. They had gone at that Japanese knotweed like it was cotton candy i didn't know whether to be shocked and scared that i was gonna have to move them right away with little or no help or or overjoyed that the job was only going to take half the time but um yeah it was it was a surprise and a very good one
0: is there any vegetation that goats won't eat
2: yes there is and there are a number of plants that are toxic to goats So if we are called to clear an area that has azaleas, mountain laurel, rhododendron, or Japanese yew, if those plants can't be separated out or removed, then we either have to do the job manually without the goats or decline the job.
1: So, Jason, I got to ask, are you a big Ghostbusters fan? How did you come up with this name?
2: My wife and I were sitting on the porch drinking some wine, trying to figure out what to do and i said well i'll put the goats goats to work and we thought up you know we were tipsy enough to think up funny names and Goatbusters <laughs> just came out you know no
1: it's super I, catchy We won't, for I won't sure. try
2: to lie about it we weren't trying to be smart or anything we were half drunk <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey jace we really appreciate the time um we work together again you can bet we'll see you at the running of the goats
2: Sounds good. Stay in touch and we'll let you know when that happens.
1: Thanks a lot. Thanks, Chase. All right.
2: Have a great day. You All too. Right.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Right. Next up, we're going to bring in Bart Mallow Senior Project Engineer, Mike Ryan, who worked to bring the Goatbusters to the center of Belvedere site for this land clearing. Mike, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us today. If you could just give an introduction on yourself and give us a little bit of history about you know your work at Bart Mallow, I think that might be a good little intro. Yeah,
3: uh, Mike Ryan, I'm a project Senior Project Engineer uh, out of the Nashville office. I started with Barton Mallow in 2017, right out of school. I went to Penn State for civil engineering. I worked in the uh, Charlottesville, Virginia office for three years before moving to Nashville, and I've been here for about a year.
0: Take us back to the Center of Belvedere project. And, you know, if you could just give us maybe a, a brief project overview before we get into the, um, you know, the, the whole Goatbuster stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The center of Belvedere was um, about a 50,000 square foot new construction project. It was a community center for senior citizens in the Charlottesville, Virginia region um, and the surrounding areas. The building uh, included a lot of different programs, including an auditorium, some exercise rooms and studios, an art studio, classrooms, a cafe. So it was a cool space with a lot of different stuff for the community and Uh, I didn't realize at the time that it was such a big deal, but it was a nationally uh, acclaimed center uh, design, at least, when we were building it. And a lot of different senior center uh, higher-ups from around the country were interested in coming and taking a look at what we were doing. So that was pretty cool. The roof had solar panels across the whole thing. They paid a lot of attention to being a a green site so they could save their money and help save the environment a little bit. And uh, that kind of led into the Goatbusters busters uh, call that we had. We had a hillside behind the building that was covered in Japanese knotweed, uh, which is a highly invasive plant or weed that is in that central Virginia region that just takes over a space once it propagates. It was also right next to a Drainage pond, a retention pond right there, so we couldn't use harsh chemicals to try to kill the plant. So we kind of went back and forth with our landscaper and the design team a little bit. And we came across these guys, Goat Busters, on, uh, I think our superintendent Kobe Moore had actually heard of them before. So we gave him a call, had him come out and take a look. And they, you know, said it was a great project for their application. And um, we set it up. So a couple weeks later, they came out, put up their temporary electric fence, and the next day they came out with their trailer full of about, I think it was 70 to 80 goats of all different shapes and sizes. It was pretty uh, pretty interesting to watch them unload kind of like a, a rush of
0: goats coming out of this uh trailer yeah i mean we in talking with jace just a minute ago he said you know he, sh- he showed up there and you know typically when he they arrive on site he, he opens up the the trailer and it's like the running of the goats compared to the running of yeah, bo- the bulls yeah, that exactly. happens over in yeah, spain yeah. he just says they just go nuts and then he also yeah. said that um you know he didn't know how they were going to react to the knotweed but he just said it was like they were kids in candy stores like they yeah. just went yeah. after the stuff <laughs>
3: Yeah, they, they did a did a number on it for sure. It was uh, about a week we had them out there. But by the third or fourth day, it was pretty much all gone. And you could see hillside and earth that you couldn't see a few days before. And they went after everything, not just the knotweed. So it definitely uh, did the trick. Yeah. So
1: So, Mike, paint the picture here. These goats, this trailer full of goats pulls up. Like, what? What is everybody on site doing? Do you guys all have your cameras out and your iPhones pulled up taking videos yeah, of so this running of the, the goats?
3: We were, we were trying our best to keep it uh, a little low-key so we didn't lose production for too long from the whole site. But our project team was out there. Um, I was actually flying the drone that we had on site, which was a whole other thing. Because once the goats got out and I tried to get in a little closer, it would scare them off, the noise that the drone made. So it was pretty funny. I could uh, I, I was able to start kind of like hurting them different ways with the drone. And when Jace came back to pick them up, I, he actually had me help him a little bit because he was down a man to help him stay towards the uh, the <laughs> shoot that they had going back up into the trailer.
1: What did the client think?
3: Oh, yeah, they loved it. Uh, the center. I know uh, Peter was the, the head of the center at the time. I think he still is. Um, he came out a couple days that week and took a look. I'm, I think I was told there were some people over the weekend that came out to the site and tried to take a peek and get some pictures. It was kind of a novelty to everybody. So it was, uh, it was kind of cool for that. And actually once we, once they finished, once we finished the building and they moved in, uh, we got a little portrait, uh, watercolor of a goat and we sent it to them for them to hang up in one of their hallways. So I think that's in the center somewhere. We had a great relationship with them, and we're able to, thankfully, give them a, a great product, and they're very happy in their new space. And uh, I'm glad we could use some new or unique uh, methods to get some of the work done and show how Barton Mallow can think outside the box and and solve problems and be a, a little bit different than some of the other contractors out there.
0: Hey, Mike, before you leave, what do yep. uh, what do Billy's like to eat for breakfast?
3: <laughs> what
0: goat meal. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: that sounds like a quick google search it is yeah <laughs>
1: thank you for listening to this groundbreaking episode of said differently and be sure to subscribe rate us and pass along any positive word of mouth we'll talk to you again soon and look forward to sharing more of the unique untold stories from the construction site
2: said differently is a Bart mallow podcast for more information on goatbusters, go to bagoatbusters.com. For more information on the center at Belvedere, go to thecentercville.org. The Center dot org. To see the goats in action and this method of land clearing, visit Bartonmallow.com slash said differently. This is said differently, a Barton Mallow podcast.